Hello, I'm Mark Tweddle. Welcome to the You Tell Yours podcast, where we share stories from our storytelling classes. Our storytelling techniques are a practical way to help get yourself heard, be it for a storytelling event, a business presentation, or any public speaking function. If you'd like to tell your story, head over to youtellyours.com for details of our classes and events in both Burbank and online. This week's story is from Heidi Hornbacher about her very special friend, Simon. So, recently I had a day where everything I touched broke. I got out of the shower and the towel rack pulled off the wall. I went into the kitchen to make myself a smoothie and the blender broke. And then I tried to wash the blender and the sink backed up. And I just thought, you know, I need a breath. I need to get away. So I found a leash in the closet and I put it on my dog and we went outside and we went for a walk because it's LA, it's beautiful. And this is a big deal because as a little kid, we weren't allowed to have any pets. My mother was deathly allergic to everything to the point where for me, a really special day was when we got to go to the pet store in the mall and I got to hold a puppy. And that was, you know, that that was it. And I just would imagine what if this were mine and I could just pour all my love into this little furry creature. And I'd be thinking this as my mother slowly wheezed more and more and more behind me. We'd go home and she'd have to hose me down before I was allowed back in the house. So in the absence of having my very own little fur ball to pour my love into, it was the 80s. I needed an idol. I needed a crush. So that was Duran Duran. And I fell for Duran Duran, everything, the music, the image, but most of all, John Taylor. Simon Le Bon, close second, but John Taylor was really it for me. And, you know, as the years went by, I fell more and more in love with him. Of course, you know, real, real guy, right? I actually know who he is, right? Um, but in my mind, we were amazing, and this was going to be great life someday. So life went on, and I sort of became an adult, and to the point where I actually was able to buy myself a little house with a little yard, and the yard had a fence around it, and I thought, okay, now is when I get to get my very own dog. I'm, I'm an adult now, ostensibly. So I started looking on the Humane Society website. And for months, I looked and I looked. And you know, there's all these great dogs. And sure, they're fine. And one day, one day, I just saw this face just smiling at me. And I, you know, all the pictures of the dogs on the Humane Society website are smiling. So I don't know why, what it was. But there was something about this face. So. I went to the Humane Society and they said, you know, he's been dumped a bunch of times. He's he's had all this sort of difficult thing. He's been dumped a lot. And I thought, oh, we have all this stuff in common. I love this guy. So (laughs) they they brought me into the enclosure with him and he totally ignored me. And I was like, totally, totally guy for me. I get this. (laughs) So I sat down in the center of the enclosure And he circled around, and he totally ignored me. And he finally sat down with his back against me. He wouldn't look at me. He wasn't going to give me that much. But he put his back against me, and he kind of leaned into me. And it was sort of like he was like, I'm willing to give this a shot if you are, lady. So that was it. I was like, "Okay, great. I'll take him. And they let me have him. Like, I was an adult who knew how to take care of another human being, another creature. And, And they brought me by the front, and they said, what's his name? John Taylor doesn't really make that good of a dog name. So his name became Simon Le Dog. 
And Simon, Simon was the love of my life, and he was with me through so much stuff. And we walked out to the parking lot, and here is this 85-pound shepherd collie. He's huge. And I have this little hatchback, and I popped it, and I said, uh, how am I going to get you into this car? I don't know what to do. Uh, how do we fix this? And he looked at me, and he jumped in the back of the car, and he sat down like, is this what you want, lady? And I was like, yes, 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 yes. Good dog. So we go home. As a good adult, I've made no provision for the fact that I now have a dog under my care. And the next morning, I'm like, I, I gotta go to work. I don't know what to do. Um, please don't pee on anything. Please don't chew anything. I'll be back. Have a good day. Um, and I did. I left. And I came back eight hours just waiting for the destruction that was no doubt going to be before me. Nothing. He just sat, was sitting there smiling, wagging his tail like, hi, I did what you said. And that's how it was with Simon. I never had to train him. I never had to punish him. I never had to... It was just, we just got each other on this level that was just everything I ever imagined as a kid, you know? And he had my back in so many ways, and he helped me sift through people and weed people out. He was a very good judge of character. And once I went on a date, I met this guy at a dog park who had a dog, so obviously a good guy, right? We go back to his place for dinner, and Simon pees on this guy's wine rack. And I'm like, <laughs> mortified, because he knows better. But then the guy, out of all proportion with what had actually happened, completely freaked out. And I was like, oh, good job, Simon. I see what's happened here. We're out. So we left. And now around this time, I ended up moving here to Los Angeles. And as happens here, somebody that I knew knew John Taylor. So she ended up getting us tickets, and we went to see them at the Staples Center. We got backstage. And the next day, as you do in Los Angeles, I'm hiking in Runyon Canyon with several of my girlfriends and Simon. And I'm telling them all about this event that was like the be-all and end-all for me. You don't understand. I got to finally meet John Taylor. And I mean, I don't really understand why John Taylor did not drop down and propose on because on meeting me, you know, I have this whole thing built up over decades. Shouldn't it be mutual? But, you know, he didn't. Uh, but John Taylor, you guys, I finally met John Taylor. Do you understand? And as I'm saying this, one of my girlfriends goes, um, Heidi, that's John Taylor. <laughs> this tall guy blows by me going down the hill faster than we were. And I thought, oh, dear God, what do I do? He had to have heard me because I was saying his name so loud so many times. <laughs> He's going to think I'm some weird random fan freak, like, spouting his name and running in Canyon. So as I'm worrying about what to do about this, he gets to the bottom of the trail. He turns around, and he starts coming back. And I'm like, okay, okay. i got to say something. I'd be like, I I'm not some weirdo. I'm Tyra's friend. You met me. Like, we have the... Right. At this moment, I look down, and I realize, Simon, my trail dog of over a decade now, is not by my side. And I think, oh, no. I've got to now make a choice between convincing... <laughs> the man of my dreams, that I'm not a weirdo, or be a good dog mom. So I start screaming, Simon! Simon! Simon, come back! And right about then, John passes me, and the look on his face is just like, you dumb girl, I'm the other one. <laughs> Simon came trotting back up shortly thereafter, no doubt, in his mind, he saved me from, you know, embarrassing myself by saying something weird to John Taylor. So... Simon had my back, I'm sure. A few years after that, I met my husband, and not really a dog guy, but he and Simon got on really well, and I thought, okay, this is going to be good. We're doing really well here, and he knew how much he meant to me, and Simon knew how much he meant to me, and we had a little family that started. 
few years after that, things started to go downhill. Simon got lymphoma, and it was a long, really long, slow decline that was really awful to watch, actually. He um, wasn't really my dog anymore. He became this kind of hollowed out husk of a dog. He couldn't hike with me. He didn't smile anymore. He was broken. He wasn't my dog. And I felt myself pulling my heart away from him because I just couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear what it was going to be like to lose him. And so, of course, then I felt terrible that I pulled my heart away from him. And I said to my husband, like, do you think he knows how much I love him? And he said, this dog is 16 years old, and he's a big dog. He never would have stuck around for this long if he didn't love you just as much as you love him. So the night he finally died, it was, I was home alone, and he fell, and I couldn't lift him because he was a big dog, and I couldn't lift him into a comfortable position, and I thought, this, I, it's not fair for me to keep him anymore. So we went to one of those all-night vet places that's, you know, they didn't know us. It wasn't our vet. It wasn't, they didn't care. It was just a day, another day at work for these guys, and it was pretty much the worst way you could think of to say goodbye to somebody that you've loved and that's been your, your, your person for, you know, almost 16 years. So they did it. I held him, and afterwards, my husband pretty much had to carry me out to the car because I couldn't walk straight. I was crying so hard, and I got out to the parking lot, and I looked up at the sky because... It was a cold, starry night, and just right above the building, I kept thinking, his soul's got to be just right there, right? Like, can I still say goodbye? Because it was just so over, and there was nothing there. You know, when you lose a person, you have a funeral, you have a wake, you have a grave to visit. People understand your grief. When you lose a dog, all you have left is a leash. So... More years went by, and all my friends who know me couldn't... Well, Heidi, when are you going to get a dog? When are you going to get a dog? You love dogs. Why don't you have a new dog? And I couldn't. We tried, and I just couldn't because I couldn't replace Simon. Every dog that I met wasn't Simon. And it took me a long time to realize that no other dog ever would be Simon. And I had to let him go. And finally one day, a girlfriend of mine lives in Arizona, called me and she said, I found this litter of puppies under a house. Do you want one? And, you know, just to be polite, I said yes. <laughs> next week I was going to say no, because that's a stupid idea. And a week went by and she sent me a picture of the puppies that they'd sort of seen, and she which one do you want? And I said, well, for that one, it doesn't really matter because I'm going to tell her no next week. It's fine. And another week goes by and she said, oh, we got the puppies a week earlier than I thought, so um, I have your puppy, and your puppy's at my house, and, you know, so anytime you want to come to Arizona and get your puppy, come on. And I thought, oh my god, you bitch. Like, you keep saying my puppy, like, that's so passive-aggressive. Like, <laughs> So my husband, who's not the dog guy, says, let's go to Arizona. So now I have Zora, and she's not anything like Simon. She doesn't really smile. She is a totally different dog, and we are learning about things, we're learning about each other, and we're learning communication. That's a totally different world from what I had with Simon, and, and I think Simon would have liked her, actually. But she's a handful, and she's a lot of fun, and she's growing up so fast that she grew out of her baby leash, and I, like a good adult, hadn't made much arrangement for this. 
<laughs> so I dug in the back of a closet where we dumped our old stuff and I found this old leash and it was dirty and worn and still got some fur on it in places but I put it on her collar and it's a little big for her but it fits her just fine. Hope you enjoyed Heidi's story. If you'd like to tell your story, head over to youtellyours.com for details of our classes and events both in Burbank and online. You can listen to this as a podcast at podcast.youtellyours.com or find it on iTunes. If you have a moment, please review the podcast on iTunes as we'd love to know what you think about it and it also helps others find us. And you can email me at mark at quirkybranding.com if you have any questions about this podcast or need help with video and digital marketing.